Good morning. Remember today, because we have God with us, nothing that happens in this world should completely consume us or devastate us. Paul said in 2 Corinthians, we have this treasure in jars of clay to show that the surpassing power belongs to God and not to us. We are afflicted in every way, but not crushed, perplexed, but not given to despair, persecuted, but not forsaken, struck down, but not destroyed, always carrying in the body the death of Jesus so that the life of Jesus may also be manifested in our bodies. So we do not lose heart. Though our outer self is wasting away, our inner self is being renewed day by day. For this light momentary affliction is preparing for us an eternal weight of glory beyond comparison as we look not to the things that are seen, but to the things that are unseen. Our God is so much greater than anything and everything that we might face or that we are facing. So encourage each other each day that God is greater than whatever mountain that is in front of us, greater than the power of the enemy. He is the great I am worthy of our praise. Sing with us. Greater, so much 
guilt, no shame, no sin, no stain is greater than the great I am. No fear, no grave, no other Father in heaven, almighty God, the great I am, hallowed be your name. For there is no name above, greater than, or more powerful than your perfect and unchanging name. We pray for your kingdom to come. Show us today your perfect plan for us. Help us to not get caught up in our own plans. Not our will, but your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Turn our hearts to you in a time of uncertainty and fear and provide for us today. Give us today our daily bread. Help us to pay our bills and provide for our families. And forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. There is no guilt, no shame, no sin, no stain that is greater than you. There is no condemnation for us through Jesus, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For you are the great deliverer, our helper and healer, our one and only God and Savior. We pray in the name of Jesus. Amen. 
Our scripture reading today is from the book of Hebrews, chapter 4, verses 14 through 16. You can turn there with me. Since then we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God. Let us hold fast our confession, for we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but one who in every respect has been tempted as we are, yet without sin. Let us then, with confidence, draw near to the throne of grace, that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Amen. Does God care? And if God does care, does he really have the power to help us? These are two vital questions to ask ourselves in a time, an anxious time, like this. After all, if God doesn't care about us in this time of the coronavirus, then we are in serious trouble. But some might ask, well, even if God does care about us, what difference does it make if God doesn't have the power to help us? These questions are reasonable questions, and they are very important questions that we need to answer. We find an answer to both of these questions in the passage which we just read in Hebrews chapter 4. The good news of the gospel is this. God does care. God does have the power to help us. The theme of the entire book of Hebrews is that Jesus is greater. Today we will see that Jesus is a greater high priest than the priests who were Levites in the days of the Old Testament. And we will see from Hebrews chapter 4 some reasons why Jesus is a greater high priest. And that will answer some of the questions we have about God's care for us and God's power to help us. But before we examine Hebrews 4, I want us to remember today, what is this day on our church calendar? Today is not just Sunday. Today is Palm Sunday. It's the day that we remember that Jesus entered into Jerusalem on a donkey as Israel's Messiah King. And on this day, less than a week before Jesus was crucified, the crowds waved their palm branches before Jesus, and then they laid those palm branches on the road as Jesus came into the capital city. To me, Palm Sunday answers the questions that we ask. Does God care? Does God have the power to help me? What did Jesus do when he saw the brokenness of the world after Adam sinned? Did Jesus just stay in heaven where he was worshipped by the angels? No. Jesus instead had compassion on us as we live our lives in this broken world. He entered into our world to save us. He came as a mighty king to his people. And King Jesus would powerfully save us shortly after Palm Sunday by dying on the cross for our sins and then being raised to life on Easter Sunday. Jesus does care. And Jesus does help us. Jesus is a greater high priest than all of the priests of the Old Testament. So let's see some reasons why we know that Jesus is a greater priest from Hebrews 4 today. First of all, Jesus is a greater priest because 
he does have the power to help us. We know that Jesus has the power to help us because of where he is today. The first thing that we learn about Jesus in verse 14 is that Jesus is great. He is called a great high priest. We are reminded that Jesus is far greater than Aaron and all of the Old Testament priests. There we are told in Hebrews 4 and verse 14 that Jesus passed through the heavens. Like all of the priests, Jesus offered up a sacrifice to God. But Jesus did not offer an animal sacrifice to God. Jesus instead offered himself. And after Jesus died and was resurrected, he ascended into heaven. Jesus may have died a criminal's death on the cross, but God vindicated him and exalted him to the highest place where he sits today at the right hand of God and his throne. He is in the very presence of God right now. And he has been given all authority over the universe. So does Jesus have the power to help you today? He has all of the power and authority of God. And as your priest, he can represent you before God. He can intercede on your behalf to God himself. Now contrast what Jesus has done with what the Levite priests did in the Old Testament. The Levites, they went into a building to do their work. It's true, they went into the beautiful temple to do their work. But the high priest was only allowed to come into the Holy of Holies in the temple one day a year. But where did Jesus go after he offered up himself on the cross? Jesus did not go into a man-made building. Jesus instead went into heaven itself. And Jesus sits next to God 365 days a year, 24 hours a day. Who then is greater, Jesus or the high priests? Jesus is greater. And who has more power to help you today? Jesus or the high priests. Again, it's Jesus who has more power. Jesus has the power to help you because he can always pray for you. He can always represent you and your needs before our Father in heaven. Now, some people believe that they do not need Jesus to represent them before God. They think that they are good enough to stand before God in their own merits. They think, I'm a good person. I'm sure that God will accept me. I'm sure that God will accept me today and even on Judgment Day. It will all work out. Don't worry about it. Such people do not understand two things. They don't understand, first, how holy God is. And second, they don't understand how simple they are. A man went on vacation to the beach in North Carolina. But while he was driving to the beach with his family, he got pulled over by a state trooper for speeding. 
He was embarrassed in front of his family that he had been caught, but he didn't think much more about his ticket while he was on the rest of his vacation. But then when he got home and he picked up his mail, he was surprised to find a stack of letters from lawyers. These lawyers all said in their letters that they did not want him to go before the judge as his own representative. They said that he did not want to do that. He instead needed one of them as his lawyer to represent him before the judge or else he would pay a heavy fine for his speeding ticket and also his insurance rates would go through the roof. So the man got scared of what might happen to him and he decided, I'm going to call some of these lawyers and decide who I should choose to represent me. One of the lawyers, when he talked to him on the phone, said this to the man, you should really hire me as your lawyer. I know the judge. He's my brother-in-law. Now, what the man with the speeding ticket thought when he heard this was, sold. I have found my representative. Church, you have a powerful representative in Jesus, your high priest. Jesus is the perfect son of your judge. By the merits of Jesus, all of the charges against you will be dropped. Is that powerful? And not only can Jesus powerfully help you with your greatest problem, the problem of your sin against a holy God, Jesus can help you with any other problem that you have today. Because he, as your high priest, intercedes for you on your behalf. He prays to God for you on a regular basis. That's why Jesus can help you. Unlike human high priests, Jesus will never die. Verse 14 says that Jesus is the Son of God. We say in our common phrase, like Father, like Son. Well, if God the Father is eternal... That must mean that Jesus the Son is eternal also. Jesus always lives. Well, that means then that Jesus always loves you. Jesus always lives to represent you before God. This was not true of the best priests of the Old Testament. They would all eventually die. But we learn of Jesus in Hebrews chapter 7 and verse 25. Consequently, he is able to save to the uttermost those who draw near to God through him, since he always lives to make intercession for them. Jesus is powerful enough to save you to the end. There is never a time where Jesus cannot save you. He is your eternal high priest. He always prays on your behalf to the Father. What does this mean for you? Verse 14 says, let us hold fast our confession. Hang on tight to what you believe about Jesus. Don't let go. Sometimes in a moment of crisis, people will 
say to me something like this. They say, I wonder if I should just give up on Jesus. It doesn't seem like Jesus is doing anything to help me. But here's my question. If you let go of Jesus, where are you going to go? Who else has the power that Jesus has? Who else is the Son of God, our High Priest, seated at the right hand of God? So church, don't let go of Jesus. Hold on to him. He is powerful enough to save you in this moment. He is greater than anyone else. The second thing we see in Hebrews chapter 4 about Jesus is that he is a greater priest because he cares for us in our need. Jesus is not only the Son of God, he is also a human being, just like us. And because Jesus is human, that means, according to verse 15, that we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but one who in every respect has been tempted as we are, yet without sin. Sometimes people wonder, does God really care about me? They wonder if God is so far away from them in heaven that he is isolated from us, insulated from us and our problems. Church, that is not Jesus. Jesus is a human being, just like you in that and so he understands what you are going through. We have a high priest who can relate to us. He has been where you have been. He knows exactly what you are going through because he has gone through it himself. When Jesus came to earth, he did not shield himself from our problems and from our pain. Jesus did not shield himself by coming as a, a rich king with all kinds of money and power and privilege. No. Jesus was born into a poor family. Jesus knows what poverty is like. And Jesus also knows what it's like to be a refugee, a foreigner. As we look around us at some of the refugees who have come to our community in recent days from Syria and from Iraq. Jesus knows exactly what those refugees are going through. Jesus himself was a refugee as a toddler. He had to escape from Israel with his family because there was a king who was trying to kill him. Jesus knows what it's like to be a refugee. Jesus also knows what it's like to be despised and rejected. If you are hated today, Jesus knows what that feels like. If you are in physical pain today, Jesus also knows what that's all about. Jesus went through unimaginable pain as he suffered for us on the cross. Many of you today are feeling very lonely because of what's going on with this social distancing. Jesus gets your loneliness. Jesus himself had people who did not understand him. He was all alone at many points in his life. 
And if you are divided from some of your family members today, Jesus gets it. Even Jesus' own brothers did not believe in him. And if you are feeling humiliated today in some way, Jesus is right there with you. When Jesus died, he was not tortured in a prison all by himself. No. Jesus instead was stripped naked by Roman soldiers. He was tortured and humiliated in front of a large crowd of people. Jesus then knows your pain today. He has been there, and he also knows what it is like to be tempted like you are today. Yes, Jesus is God, but Jesus is also human. He was sorely tempted as a human being. He was tempted to take the comfortable way out. He was tempted to avoid the suffering of the cross. Many times our pain makes us selfish. We are in so much pain ourselves that we can't think about anybody else and their own problems. We are looking for someone for anyone to sympathize with us. We want someone who finally understands all that we are going through. Church, do you know what you have in Jesus? You have a deep well of sympathy that can never run dry. No matter how much pain you are in today, Jesus understands. Jesus cares. Jesus truly can say to you, I know what you are going through. And when you get the sympathy that you need from Jesus, something amazing happens to you. You can now turn around, and in the words of 2 Corinthians chapter 1 and verse 4, you can comfort those who are in any affliction with the comfort that you yourselves have received from God. God never wastes our suffering. One way that God uses our suffering is to help us to comfort others with the comfort that we ourselves have received from God. Jesus, our human Savior, sympathizes with us so that we can turn around and care for others who are in need. So in this time of anxiety and suffering, I would urge you not to look in. Don't look in at all of your anxiety and pain and fear. Instead, look up. Look up to Jesus and see how much he cares for you. See how great is his power to help you. And then look out. After you have looked up to Christ, look out on the people around you. Look out and see your family, your friends, and your neighbors, and seek to meet their needs with love. One way that Jesus met our needs is found at the end of verse 15. We read there these three words, yet without sin. Jesus was severely tempted by Satan throughout his lifetime, yet without sin. Jesus never once gave in to temptation. He never sinned. Sometimes I read surveys of what people who go to church 
believe. And honestly, when I read those surveys, I get depressed. A few years ago, I read the results of a survey of churchgoers who were asked, among anything, among other things, if Jesus had ever sinned in his life. And a large percentage of these churchgoers said, yes, Jesus had sinned. But what does Hebrews chapter 4 and verse 15 plainly and clearly say about Jesus? Jesus never sinned. Jesus was without sin. Why is this important? If Jesus had sinned, he could not be the perfect sacrifice that we need to pay the penalty for our sin. In the Old Testament, the Jewish worshipers needed a pure and spotless lamb to sacrifice. And we need Jesus to be perfectly obedient to God in order to be a pure sacrifice for our sins. We need him to take our place. If Jesus had sinned even once, he could not save us. Praise God then that Jesus never once yielded to temptation. Praise God that Jesus never sinned. Everything in your salvation hangs on Jesus being sinless. Church, if someone ever calls you on the phone and asks you, did Jesus ever sin? Please give them the right answer. Tell them, no, Jesus never sinned. Not only will you be giving the right answer and believe the right thing, you also improve your pastor's mental health by believing the truth. Jesus cares about you. He sympathized with your need for salvation so much that he came to earth and he lived a sinless life. He lived that sinless life so that he could save your soul. The final way that we see that Jesus is a greater priest is that he cleanses us completely to give us access to God. The final way that we see that Jesus is a greater priest than the Levite priests in the Old Testament, is that Jesus really had the power to take away our sins and cleanse us. Think about what the Old Testament priests did. They offered up animal sacrifices. But can an animal really make you clean from your sin? No. Animals cannot represent humans. The animal sacrifices of the Old Testament, they all pointed forward to Jesus and what he would do. You need a human sacrifice to take away your sin because you need a human to represent you before God. Well, then you might ask, well, couldn't Aaron or one of the other priests have represented us before God? Couldn't they have died for our sins in our place? No. Aaron sinned, and so did all of the rest of the priests. So these priests could not die in our place. These priests could only die for their own sins. 
But Jesus was a different kind of priest from every other priest in the Old Testament. Jesus was without sin. Not only could Jesus represent us as a human being, Jesus was a perfect human being. And his perfect obedience allows his righteousness to be credited to our account. In the words of 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 21, For our sake he made him to be sin who knew no sin, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. Jesus knew no sin, but he became sin for us on the cross as our representative. And on the cross he also gives to us his perfect righteousness in exchange for our sin. What does that mean for you? If you trust that Christ died for you, you are completely clean and holy. You are as righteous as Jesus himself before God. Isn't that amazing? That's what Christ has done for you. No other human priest could do that for you. Only Jesus can make you completely clean because Jesus was perfectly obedient to God. Verse 16 tells us one of the implications of the fact that you have been made clean by Jesus through faith in him. Because you are now completely righteous, you have complete and total access to God the Father in prayer. We read in verse 16, Let us then with confidence draw near to the throne of grace, that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Let me ask you, is there someone listening to me today who has need today? Is there someone listening to my voice who needs mercy today? If that describes you, do you know what you can do? You can pray to the almighty God of the universe. You have access to this great God. What gives you that access? Jesus. Jesus made you clean. You don't have to be afraid then that God won't listen to your prayers. You don't have to pledge to do better and try harder before God will hear your prayers. You can come confidently before God today. Why? Because Jesus has made you righteous. Christians stand before God in the righteousness of Jesus so they can confidently come before Christ and pray to him any time that they need his mercy. Now, if you are not praying, in this season of crisis in our world. Do you know what that says about you? It says some things that are not good. It says that you think that you can cope with life without God's help. It says that you might believe in God, but you can really live your life without him. I think we have seen in recent days how ridiculous it is to think that we don't need God's help. 
Every day we need God's help. Church, we cannot be prayerless and we dare not be prayerless. We can never be without prayer, especially in a time like this. What a privilege though it is to have access to God. When my children were younger, I would bring them with me to work here at the church during the week. My wife was working, and so my kids came with me to work while I worked here at the church. Now, my children did not see it as any great privilege to come to work with Dad. They were often bored out of their minds. They did make their own fun by playing outside or by reading some books or playing some board games. However, my children did not see it as very exciting to come to work with Dad. But my children did have one privilege that nobody else had when I worked here at the church. They could interrupt my work at any time of the day whenever they had a need or a question. Now, why did they have that privilege? Because they were my children and I was their father. They knew that I cared about them and they knew that frequently I had the power to give them what they asked for. Church, you have access to someone far greater than this very ordinary pastor. You have access to Almighty God because Jesus has made you completely clean. You have access then to someone who cares about you and your situation today. And you have access to someone who has more power than anyone in the universe. Pray then to Jesus whenever you have a need. Church, does God care? Does God really have the power to help you? The fact that Jesus is your great high priest says that the answer is yes to both of those questions. Jesus sympathizes with you and cares about all of your needs today. And Jesus has the power to help you with every one of those needs, including your most important needs the need for the salvation of your soul. Let's be confident then of our Father God's love and care for us. Let us pray confidently to him this week, and let's rejoice to see his power at work and his care for us. Let's pray together. Jesus, we thank you today that you are our great high priest. There is no other priest who is like you. There is no one else who can do for us what you have done. Thank you for making us clean and righteous. Thank you for giving to us your own righteousness so that we can come into the presence of our holy God. God, today we are afraid of many things. We have many needs. We are people who are in trouble. And so we bring all of these burdens and all of these cares before you today, asking for your help. For unless you help us, we will not receive the care that we need. So please, Father, hear our prayers 
Give us your mercy and your grace. Please, Lord, help us in our time of need. In your great name we pray. Amen. Shake before him, the demons run in front.